host's name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that, Lil? Twelve hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hotel. Alpha. Delta. Yeah. Dukes. Dig it. Nerva progression value. It's a Chad Dukes show. 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 If it wasn't for the big damn band, there would be absolutely no way to know what show you're listening to. So thank God there is a big damn band, you know? It's a Chad Duke show. It's a Chad Duke show. It's a Chad Duke show. In case you were wondering which podcast you stumbled across. It's a Chad Duke show. It's a Chad Duke show. It's a Chad Duke show. Friendos, step-by-step, family matters, full house, perfect strangers, all of it. Happy Friday to you. I am your host with the most big shooter, formerly on the radio, currently screaming into a computer like the rest of humanity. So many podcasts. Tell them who it is, Breezy. That's right. Thank you so much for checking out the free episode of the Chad Dukes show. I am the aforementioned, the eponymously named. I am Big Shoot. And thank you so much for being here. Of course, you could subscribe iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, leave us a five-star review. Greatly appreciate that. Tremendous week of shows this week on the Chad Dukes Show, of course, if you want to get a weekly episode, a weekly episode, a, a daily episode every day at 2 p.m., subscribe to us. Plunk down a couple of saw bucks on the barrel head to keep this thing moving forward. Go to chaddukeshow.com. Give us your credit card number. Promise I won't subscribe you to any adult sites, or at least I'll attempt not to, but we will deliver a fresh episode. Man, this week we talked about uh, Heineke getting signed by uh, the Washington football team. We talked about the Jared Leto Joker picks. We did uh, the mailbag. We did ask shoot. Uh, man, we had a bunch of fun stuff. Um, so there's a and there's a rack of back episodes for you to check out as well. So it's a good time to sign up. Go to chaddukeshow.com if you'd like a daily dose of what you're going to hear here, right here. I am joined as always by my executive producer EP Eric Pickle Gigantor is with me. That's his Christian name, uh, Tor, known to his friends who just. Took a massive dump uh, here at the studio and then warned me, actually came upstairs, said, Dukes, whatever the opposite of a baptism is, that's what I just did to the turlet downstairs. Don't go to the turlet downstairs. So uh, I appreciate the heads up tour. Is there any chance we can work out the biological clock so you're taking care of that uh, at your home base before you arrive here at the Fortress of Solid Dudes? I did. Okay, so maybe we need to. Maybe I need to drop you off at urgent care on the way out of here. So you you blow it up at home, and then you get here, and I was in the studio, and you're gone for about forty five minutes. Like, do we? Is there anything that happened last night that would precipitate this? Uh, maybe about eight whiskey sours. <laughs> okay, all right, very good. You're like Rick from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, correct? It could just be three or four. It had to be eight. Eight goddamn whiskey sours. You don't go out there and get your lines right. I'm gonna blow your brains all over this mirror. Um, so I saw you last night, we were actually working and doing shows and I saw you enjoying some Michelob ultra seltzers. Uh, so the evening didn't end when you left the fortress of solid dudes. Is that what you're saying? No, it didn't. Fair enough. <laughs> whiskey sours will do that to you. There's a lot of ingredients in whiskey sours. You know what I mean? There's a lot of sugar, uh, even though it's called sour I stay away from that stuff. So yeah, an enormous amount of bowel movement movement going on here early in the studio so here's how it's gonna go what we use this show for is to kind of give you a taste of what this program's all about and give you a taste of what happened this past week we got some really strong segments i had a um would you say it was a full-blown meltdown about wandavision tour how would you describe what happened this past week uh, there's some conni- conniptions in there for sure arm waving flop sweating uh all of that was going on i kind of explain why 
I thought that last Friday, I guess technically if people listen to this on Friday, there's a new episode of WandaVision going up tonight. But last Friday's with the quote unquote air quotes big reveal uh, hit me some kind of way. So I we get into that. Uh, we have a very close friend of the show that comes on and talks some gaming with us. You're going to enjoy that segment. And then uh, we wanted to give people a taste of a little segment that we call Ask Shoot. And you say, well, Dukes, what's Ask Shoot? Well, I'm glad you asked. This is Ask Shoot. Send us your questions, comments, or queries to mailbag at chaddukeshow.com, and we'll get to them on the show. There it is. It's my favorite piece of production on the program. There's something quaint about it. Um... I'm shooed, of course, and so people ask me things. We have a voicemail line set up on the show. It's the Branco Solutions voicemail line. BrancoSolutions.com is the website, and of course, you can call anytime you like uh, and leave us a voicemail about anything you like. Uh, it's 385-645-5375. That's 385-Miller-Lite, uh, if you want to really get uh, into the nitty-gritty. Um and I realize I don't think we've put up any of the Ask Shoot segments here on the free show for the Great Unwashed to listen to. So we want to give you a taste of that as well. So you'll get all of that today on a uh, free episode of the Chad Duke Show. Next week, we got to kind of tackle some of this stuff, Tor. Next week, we are slam banged. It's going to be probably the biggest week in the show's history uh monday and tuesday's episode are coming to you live from the outer banks of north carolina uh, for those of you that know me you know that i i, go, I know how i earn a living i go down there uh three times a year generally i recap the episodes not gonna need to recap them this time because we're gonna be doing shows from the outer banks that's gonna be amazing uh we are debuting what do we call it the not free fm film society i forget we have a movie club kicking off a brand new movie club for this show that's happening next week. We have a gaming episode that we're going to drop, all video games. That'll be a bonus episode next week for subscribers. And then a, um, I don't want to use your vernacular tour, but would you say a big silly is coming on the show next week in the Hollywood community? One of the biggest of the sillies. Guy that we're both big fans of and a guy that you'll be very familiar with. Don't want to jinx it, so we're not going to give the name out just yet, but that's all coming up. You definitely, this is a great week to subscribe. Of course, we'll do the Body Mass Index. We'll do Ask Shoot. We have all types of stuff coming up. You just need to go to chaddukeshow.com and subscribe right there. Uh, did you see the comments from Bruce Arians about, I guess, at the same parade where Tom Brady was physically had to be carried off the float for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That video was hilarious, by the way. You sent that over to me. I don't know why anyone's giving him shit. I mean, he's enjoying himself. He won a, his seventh or eighth Super Bowl, whatever it is. I guess Bruce Arians, who has been talking mad chit all season long about his own team, about his own players, about other teams. Uh, he had this quote, Tor. We're going for two. We're going for two and we ain't stopping. We're going to keep this band together. We know how to win. You beat every damn thing we lined up against you. You did it the right way. We did it the right way. We physically kicked their ass. <laughs> Talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. Sounds like the gentleman was enjoying a little bit of uh, liquid courage, but I don't know, man. I thought Arians, all that stuff all year long was going to backfire when he's talking smack about Brady, about that team, but I guess people respond to that bombast and they got to keep a couple pieces together, but I, I like their chances to make another run at it next year. I just, I'm praying it's not a Matt Hasselbeck. You know, we want the ball, we're going to score here. Right, That's, but then they lost right after he said that. Yeah, I know. I'm hoping next <laughs> I'm hoping they don't go out and they go, you know, eight and eight next year. It is funny because, I mean, they beat the brakes off the Chiefs. Like, if it was a close game, and I know there were injuries. Uh, and I know Andy Reid's as smart as they come. And it looks like they're going to keep Eric Bieniemy. It looks like they're going to keep their whole band together, too. Yeah. Um, but, man, if it was a tight game, I'd feel some kind of way about him saying that stuff. But you got to feel confident, even though they played in the regular season and went another way. Um, you got to feel confident about your chances moving forward. I don't know why they are third in the in the Vegas is saying that it goes, I guess it goes like this, Chiefs, Packers, and then Tampa Bay. I don't know why that'd be. What have the Packers done? The Packers haven't done a thing. They lose in the postseason. They lose. That's what they do. Uh, Drew Brees is going to retire. Yeah. Uh, Carolina might be a little better. I don't know if they land Deshaun Watson or something. Uh, your boys, the Falcons, constant rebuild. They're going on the three-decade rebuild now. Um, I, I don't know why. And God forbid Tampa Bay gets a couple of home games. <laughs> God forbid that happens. 
It's crazy to me. Uh, but I like to see that, and I like to see Tom Brady junk wobbling off of a float. <laughs> It's a lot of fun for everybody. Uh, what do we got coming up here first, Gigantor? We have you uh, going off about WandaVision. Oh, yes, yes. If you uh, haven't watched last week's episode of WandaVision, go do that and then come back and listen to this next just example of why I probably should be in one of those jackets with the really long sleeves tied behind my back uh, somewhere locked up in a sanitarium. I told them to tell you you're in a sanitarium, not sanitation. Uh, it is the Chad Duke Show. I wanted to start the show because I didn't get to it yesterday, and I, I wanted to. Have you watched any of WandaVision yet? No. Not I, I one just, episode. I, I haven't, no. Now, can I ask you something, Tor? You seem like a hardworking young man. I come in here, you got stuff ready, you've printed out sheets. Like, your work ethic, I'm very impressed by it, and Thank that's you. why I like having you work on the show. Is there anything in you that says, wow, for four weeks now, Dukes has been talking about this show. Maybe it would be a good idea. These are only 22-minute episodes for me to just crank through them in one night instead of just assuming what I'm doing, normally you're doing, and that's cranking in general <laughs> to internet uh, anime pornography. Anything inside of you that thinks that might be a good idea? I have to tell you something. I'm a fraud, uh, and I'm, I've been coping with it. Okay. I, I claim to be a big Avengers fan, a Marvel fan, and I've only seen the first Iron Man, and the first Avengers movie in the last two. I uh, didn't even see the second one. I don't know who Vision is. You don't know who Vision is? I don't is. know who Wanda is. I, I, I saw Wanda get, you know, crushed by Thanos in the... Okay. You know, I saw them all, and Thanos, you know, picked it right out of his head. That was pretty cool, but... Okay, you know, but that's Vision. So yeah, you know yeah. who that you know who Vision is, because yeah, you saw that happen. Right, he's big and red. I, you know, I could... He is those, big and red. Yeah. Who are we talking about again? Vision is big and red? Vision, yeah. Well, he has a red face. It's like when Orgy Beard does whiskeys at the round table. <laughs> There's a big red face. But you have no idea. Like, did you see Age of Ultron? No. Did you see Captain America Civil War? No. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I, I you know, I, I was claimed to be a big old fan, and it's kind of been eating away at me. So I had to, you know, come to terms with it and say, no, I've seen four movies from the Marvel franchise. Okay. Um, you've seen four movies from the Marvel. Which, okay. So you go around telling people you like these movies, but you actually don't. I acted like I liked them more than I think I, I, I did. Okay. Well, this is a bamboozling way to start the show. It certainly isn't what I expected. Um, all right. Well, with that in mind, then you're just going to have to sit there. Maybe you can ask a question or two because okay. you're not going to understand any of what's about to come out of my mouth. Okay. Um, have you seen the X-Men movies? No. None of them? No. Well, I think I saw one... That's with the thing, right? And the Silver Surfer? No. Oh, that's the Fantastic Four. Yes. That's embarrassing. It was. That's really embarrassing. You don't know any of the X-Men? That's Wolverine. There you go. Okay. Um, Deadpool the has kind of like a crossover bit with them, right? Okay. Like, like All right. That's something. Yes. Okay. He's an X-Force in the cinematic universe. Um, Those have been really big movies for like 20 years. You haven't seen any of them? No. I just haven't. Okay. You're too busy banging quiff, right? I guess so. You're just too busy <laughs> slinging dick. We learned that last week. That's why he doesn't have fucking time for these X-Men movies. Um, okay. So, WandaVision. This is going to be discussed fully and openly by me. So, if you have not seen uh, up to last Friday's episode, please go do that before you listen to this. Okay. So... Brief recap, the crux of the show, uh, Wanda has constructed an alternate reality for herself where her estranged, I don't know if they're married, um, better half vision is alive again. You are correct, uh, Tor. Uh, Thanos plucked the soul gem or the mind gem or whatever one it was out of his head, crushed him, he's dead. He's back alive in this uh, sitcom that she's running. She's created this um, alternate reality for herself where she has children and, and Vision's still around and then every once in a while there are eeks of the real world that cracks in the veneer um, that show up whether it's something that doesn't add up with the characters interlopers trying to insert themselves into her uh, reality because they think that she's being held hostage or some shit um, and that's the basic premise of the show and it's almost inconsequential to how enormous what just happened on the show was so we get to the end of episode five, and there's this character that works for S.W.O.R.D., which replaced S.H.I.E.L.D., which isn't the way it works in the comics, but it's the way it works in the movies. And they're trying to kind of break into this uh, reality, this force field encased town that she has created for herself. Um, 
to, quote unquote, rescue her. But she's been able to repel everybody that shows up. And now she kind of knows what's going on and she pops out of the force field and threatens everybody. And it's it's she seems more of a super villain than a super hero at this point. Now, there is acres of material that this comes from in the comic books. There is the House of X, excuse me, the House of M. There's no more mutants. Like she's done a lot of this shit. What the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe seems to do and do well is they cherry pick storylines and they don't do them directly in the movies, but they kind of mold them into what happened. Like the, the Thor Ragnarok movie mm-hmm. is based on this comic book series called Planet Hulk, right? But it's not exactly like Planet Hulk. They change it around so it's more of a Hulk thing than it is. I mean, excuse me, a Thor thing than it is a Hulk thing. I would like them to do a traditional Planet Hulk movie because it would be tremendous, but this is as close as we're going to get. And they did a great job. They're doing that for this. They're cherry-picking a lot of Wanda, Wanda Maximoff stuff, who has traditionally been one of the most powerful um, superheroes in the Marvel cinema. Well, there's the Marvel Universe. So, that being said, she's fully actualized. Vision is finding out and, and seeing what's going on, and, and he's kind of breaking out of his malaise. And at the end of the show, there's a rap at the door. And you see a shot from behind whoever is at the front door, and you see this quaff of silver grayish hair. Now, Tor, what the rumors have been the entire time is that Magneto is going to show up, right? Yeah. I don't know which Magneto it would be, if it's Syrian, if it's Fassbender. There's been a couple of Magnetos, both some pretty damn good actors. Um, Wanda Maximoff's brother is Quicksilver, Okay. Yep. He's another superhero. He's like Marvel's version of the Flash. He is killed in Age of Ultron by Ultron. Okay? Yeah. He's dead. Okay. At the same time that movie is happening, the X-Men movies are happening. Okay? But the X-Men movies are owned by Fox at the time, while Disney owns the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You following me? Yeah. Two separate brands. There's a Quicksilver in the X-Men movies. It's a kid from American Horror Story. Good actor. That Quicksilver blows up. Gets a big pop. They write him better. He's funnier. Um, He does really well in those movies. The other Quicksilver, okay, the one that's in the Avengers movies, there's no Magneto, so they kind of got to rewrite this whole bit because they don't own that property. They don't own the X-Men stuff. So they got to kind of treat... Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver differently because in the comic books, they were always Magneto's kid. And until they retconned that in the comic books, by the way, and I think it was just because they didn't want to, they wanted to make, (laughs) excuse me, more sense in their movie properties and not in Fox's movie properties. Very convoluted. Okay. Stop me if I can clear any of this up. Um, The kid that plays Quicksilver in the X-Men movies is in like the next three of them. All right. And they get progressively worse. Okay. Gotcha. It's Age of Apocalypse, which is a terrible movie. And then it's Dark Phoenix, which is, other than the original Wolverine movie, there is probably no worse X-Men movie than that pile of shit. Okay. Is this the Quicksilver who had that great opening scene where he saved everybody from the schoolhouse? Yes. And he's running in slow motion. Yeah. yeah yes. He has a couple of those scenes in those movies. Oh, so you've seen it. that. I've watched that one. I've, I've actually watched that, oh, that Quicksilver scene probably 10 times. But not the so movie. Cool. No. Okay. That's fucking weird. Um, so... But do you understand? Two guys playing the same character, mm-hmm. two different universes owned by two different entities. Yeah. Disney buys Fox, or at least v- buys Fox's properties, okay? They now own the X-Men. They now own the Fantastic Four. This is years ago, okay? They haven't used any of those characters at all. And there's some monstrous characters. There's Silver Surfer that you mentioned. There's Galactus. There's the Fantastic Four. All of the X-Men, Wolverine, Cyclops, Jean Grey, all these iconic, Professor X, iconic characters. You can either recast them or you can use the motherfuckers that are already cast as these guys. Now, there's a stink. There's a stink because the X-Men movies got so fucking bad that lots of people said, hey, maybe they're just going to sit on this for five years, let the bad taste of these characters get out of people's mouths, and then reintroduce them in the wildly successful Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. Okay? You follow me? Yep. Deadpool 
owned by Fox. Deadpool, rated R. Lots of speculation about him being integrated. Is he going to be rated R? Is he not going to be rated R? Is Ryan Reynolds going to be a part of it? Is he going to be in a an MCU movie, even though he's kind of been doing his own thing and building his own X-Force roster with Cable and all those guys? Lots of speculation. But again, monster character, Deadpool, played by the most beloved actor on the planet. The door. We're back. We're back with WandaVision, okay? Yeah. The door knocks, swings open, head of gray hair. What are you to think? It's got to be Magneto, right? Holy shit. Fucking Magneto is showing up. WandaVision. This is unbelievable. Maybe he's going to be the big bad for phase four. Maybe they're introducing him here, but then he's going to start showing up in Blade and in the Eternals or whatever the fuck movie is coming out. Not Magneto. It's Quicksilver. Oh. But it's not the Quicksilver from the Marvel Cinematic Universe that died in Age of Ultron, which would have made sense because Wanda's already brought Vision back from death. She could have brought that guy back from death, right? Mm -hmm. It's the motherfucker from the Fox movies. And in the show, you hear one of the characters say, oh my God, she recast her own brother because she has this little television show going inside of her little fucking weird universe, they actually said you recast your brother, <laughs> but that's exactly what she did. It's a fucking shoot. It's a shoot. It's unbelievable. They got the better Quicksilver into the, and the first character, the first time Disney, the biggest entertainment entity on the planet. They didn't bring over Professor X. They didn't say, Hugh Jackman, you're going to show up as old man Logan. They didn't bring in any of their heavy hitters. It's this motherfucker <laughs> as Wanda Maximoff's dead brother. <laughs> it's unbelievable that this is the way they decided to do it. It's unbelievable. And the fact, I saw it, here's what, I, and this is why I feel so terrible for my wife. I just, well, every time I step out of the shower, I feel terrible for my <laughs> wife. Um, every time I say, hey, honey, it's time for some romance, I pour one out, you know, a 40 ounce. <laughs> Fucking, I jump up, right? Yeah. Off the couch. Holy shit! That's what I say. I scream. Holy shit! That's Evan Peters. He's from American Horror Story. That's Quicksilver from the X-Men, not Quicksilver from the Avengers. And she's like, what's the difference? Fox! He works for Fox! They own Fox! She's like, well, they own Fox, so now they can put him in the movie. I'm like, right, but all these other guys! <laughs> it's such a slow play, but also such an enormous card to play. Because now it's all possible. Now any of these motherfuckers can show up, and the way they show up is that Wanda's casting them in a TV show so they can suck them into the Marvel Universe without having to do some crazy retcon. Well, this, I guess, maybe is a crazy retcon. Or just acknowledging that all of that shit happened also and why haven't the X-Men and the fucking... Like, you thought they're going to have to go into the quantum realm, they're going to have to do parallel dimensions, there's time travel, all of this shit... The fact that the first character came over recast, which he was in the real world. That's the guy that shows up. It's not apocalypse. It's not juggernaut. You know? So are you impressed with the, the slow play? And that's how they did it through the, the one it division. It never or even crossed my mind oh. that this is the way they would do it. Yes, I'm very impressed. I it's somewhat disappointing just because seeing like a big bad or, or somebody walking into that fucking, like you're not ever going to get this back. Like Hogan crosses over to WCW. Hogan drops the leg on Macho Man once. You never get it back. He can turn heel again. He get, you've, you've spent 12 years in competition with these people, wrestling with people that own the rights to your properties because you didn't know superhero movies were going to be as big as they are. And credit those original X-Men movies. The first... I'd say the first two, but first three were wildly successful. We wouldn't have superhero movies today the way that we do if those movies weren't as successful as they were. And they saw it way before Marvel. They saw it way before Disney. Um, what was I talking about? The big bad, the Hogan. Hogan? Yeah. 
you can bring Hogan over to WCW, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's going to freak people out. Hulk Hogan has been the baby face of baby faces for a lifetime. And when he walks down that aisle and drops that leg on Macho Man Randy Savage, the industry changes. The industry will never, ever, ever go back. But that's Hulk Hogan. That's the biggest character. That's the biggest name, the biggest icon. No disrespect to HBK. No disrespect to Ric Flair. Nobody, even The Rock, because The Rock came afterwards. And Some would argue The Rock's biggest moment in the history of wrestling was facing off against Hulk Hogan. You can only do that once. You can only shoot that shot once, and it ain't going to work if it's Nash or Hall or anybody else or Ultimo Dragon or whoever the fuck is on your roster. They didn't march Hulk Hogan out for that moment. They marched out filling the Juventud Guerrero. Mm-hmm. You know, great wrestler, but he's just not on the same level. And that, to me, is incredibly interesting because everybody does not know. All people do now is speculate about what's happening in these movies. And I analyzed this a second 7.2 of the trailer, and I saw this logo pop up. Jesus Christ, Tor, when you get home, don't do this for long, but just Google the breakdowns of the the Winter Soldier Falcon trailer and see the time that people have. And, and maybe it's a, maybe they're, they're smarter than me because they're, they're, there's 750,000 hits on their YouTube breakdowns of the fucking trailer. Yeah. Meanwhile, these piles of shit haven't created anything themselves. They're breaking down what the smart genius people are creating, and they're getting rich off that. So like uh, Pro Football Focus. Who, I don't know. Of, yeah. There's a bunch of dweebs, and then all the players hate Pro Football Focus because they got... I hate Pro players. Football I Focus. <laughs> I don't like analytics. <laughs> don't like them. I, I, sports is supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be homework. They've turned sports into homework. <laughs> In football, you really can't do that too either. You can do it with baseball. That's all so bullshit, so Tor. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I watched Moneyball. I get it. We're going to put Jeremy Giambi. <laughs> all right. Um... <laughs> That was the Hulk Hogan dropping the leg moment. But but it's also tour. It's also not. There's also people that just take their kids to these movies. There's people that just sit down in front of them like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Okay. They're, not everybody is like me. Then I'm fucking doing research for the next three days online afterwards. My poor wife is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I'm waving my arms and running around the room and I the fucking trip over the dog. <laughs> it's like okay so he showed up from fox i'm like but but it's quicksilver and it's not even the they could have had the other quicksilver fucking show up and it still would have been a big moment but not this big that's the dude that they break this it's like if you're gonna cheat on your wife it's like when arnold fucked that maid mm-hmm. people couldn't believe that arnold didn't fuck a maid people couldn't believe that arnold fucked the maid that looked like me <laughs> Okay, I get what you're coming from. Like, if you're going to cheat on your wife, if, okay, there's Pam Anderson in 96. I got to do it, honey. I'm sorry. I got to do it. If she's willing to have sex with me, I have to do it. I'm a man. But not me in a week. You see, you're going to bust up your whole fucking marriage? You're going to bust up your life? Ruin your kids' lives? Alimony? To fuck Dukes in a week? You understand what I'm saying? I do. No, I do. It, it, it's coming through crystal clear. Like, it was a big moment. But it could have been way bigger. I don't think so. I don't think I'm, maybe I'm not making myself all that clear. I don't think, if it was Magneto, everybody would have popped. Everyone would have gone crazy. Okay. But the fact that it's this, he's the only character that there's two of. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. They didn't do it with any other characters. Like, there's not two Cyclopses. There's not two Nightcrawlers or or Rogue or whoever your fucking Gambit's. This is the only guy you could have done it for. And then they said, you recast him. Because you did. In the real world. Man. It's unbelievably impressive. I don't like everything Marvel does. There's a lot of shit Marvel uh, does that I don't care for. But it is unbelievably impressive. Do you remember yesterday when I told you how impressive it was that they just pulled off a Super Bowl and nobody's talking about it? Yeah. The stupid Max Kellerman was getting on TV saying there's no way they finish the season unless they go to a bubble. They're all wrong. Nobody walked it back. Nobody gives the NFL credit. They immediately transitioned. The COVID, the, the owner, this owner was not wearing the fucking mask. And they're, they're back to bitching almost immediately, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that the NFL pulled off the Super Bowl is not as big as the fact that the Marvel Cinematic Universe 
has done this for 12 years. They've they've cashed out on so many reveals, so many pop-ups. You eventually you're running out of big characters that are going to shock people, right? Like Adam Warlock getting a credit sequence in Guardians of the Galaxy is not going to resonate with a lot of your fans. They figured out a way. They didn't burn a huge reveal and they flipped the whole fucking universe on its ear in a 22-minute television show on a streaming service. It's un believable that they can continue to do this 12 years and 100 movies in. It's unbelievable. You can always donate to the Chad Duke Show using the donate tab on chaddukeshow.com. You'll help us keep improving the product and you'll earn yourself a verbal nod on the next episode. We thank you for your support, friendos. Should we do voicemails? Should we do emails? What do you want to do first? I'm giving it. It's Ask Shoot, but I'm asking Tor. How should we handle this, my let's, friend? Let's start with the voicemails. Let's start with the voicemails indeed. This is Ask Shoot. Send us your questions, comments, or queries to mailbag at chaddukeshow.com, and we'll get to them on the show. That's right. I asked for a bed last week. That didn't happen either. Uh, so we're going to get that. This is going to be the week. Tor is going to watch WandaVision, and we're going to get a bed for Ask Shoot. That's a, I have confidence in you, my friend. But you did pull all these beautiful voicemails. Thank you so much for doing that. Yeah. Anybody that wants to call and leave a voicemail, it is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 385-645-5375, the Brenco Solutions hotline, brencosolutions.com is available for ye if you have commercial property if you've got private property you need well anything plumbing electrical uh what is it snow removal uh they do all of it they do everything so go to that website i'm guessing there is a service on there that you can use at sprencosolutions.com they sponsor the hotline you can do it anytime you like all right tor um a lot of times, a bunch of weirdos call in. What would you say is the general timber of the uh, voicemail selection? I noticed we have a lot of them this week. This was a uh, good batch. A lot less, uh, not as many weirdos. Uh, some good questions in here. Uh, I was I was happy with the callers this Excellent. week. Excellent. Go- a good batch. A good so batch. So like, like, like when you walk by the lobster tank at Safeway and you run a good batch, that's like what we're talking about here? Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, let's go to, uh, oh, our buddy Chad in Delaware, one of our bestest listeners. Big shoes, big tour listeners. Chris from Delaware again. I am now... Six pints of Guinness into the evening. And I'm older than you, but I used to joke around in my 20s that six pints of Guinness could cure a common cold. I got a question. The uh, the Bourbons of the Round Table, I love that segment. Do you have the, the original Bourbons of the Round Table? Did you ever post the, the list of who you had for, you know, the, the, the actual Bourbons you had? Is that anywhere on social media, anywhere? But um, I love what you're doing. And I'm being awkward, and I don't know how to end this phone call. So um, God bless, and keep doing the Lord's work there. All right? Love you. Love you, too, sir. A lot of people, um, that's a common complaint that I've heard, Tor, is that they don't know how to get off the phone. Like, they don't know how to end the phone call when they call into the voicemail line. Uh, don't, don't overthink it, sir. You did fine. Um, we do have that. I think Orgy Beard actually made that list. And there is a portion on the website. Tor, I need you to if do me a favor. Make a note. The boys built a portion of the website that has this information on it, that has the scores from Bourbons of the Roundtable on it. I just don't know where it is. So I'd love to throw that link out there for people. Um, but just do me a favor and shoot a text to Darren and all those guys after the show. We'll figure that out. Also, my music, my Spotify playlist is up. People have asked for that. I don't know if there's a voicemail about that, but I've assembled a Spotify playlist. I believe... That is on the website as well. I think it's chaddukeshow.com slash music. I think it is. Um, But I also think you can just search Chad Duke Show on Spotify, and that will be there. Um, Need to do a better job of kind of pulling all this stuff together, but it's all getting done. Like, all this stuff is there. So good question. We will have that up for you. Uh, It's just a lot, you know, as as we said. Two-man tag team here. We're like the mega powers, for God's sakes. All right, uh, let's go out to, ooh, Brandon and Ashburn. Sad and tour. Brandon and Ashburn here. I am a Monk fan, like you gentlemen, and I guess I'm looking for some advice. You know, you talk about all the great meat and food at Monk's, but what you haven't, uh, you do occasionally touch on is the wonderful sauces. What is your recommended pairing of different sauces to different meats? Like, uh, do you like the Alabama white with the brisket? 
what is your go-to move on sauces and pairing with the meat? Uh, generally, I don't use any sauce on their brisket if I'm getting brisket, especially if it's a pastrami brisket because there's so much flavor there, and I feel like the sauce kind of obfuscates it. They have great sauces. Um, I don't like the Alabama white. I don't like anything that looks like juggy. I can't eat it. Um, I don't know why. I'm a very open-minded guy. I've been pro-gay marriage my entire life. Uh, I've, I got no problem with anybody that wants to shoot a load on anybody else. Um, what I would say is I don't like any white sauce. I don't like sour cream. I don't like... Uh, what is it? The tzatziki sauce? I don't know how you say that, Tor. What is that on a gyro? Tzatziki. That's, I don't know how to say that word. I never have. Um, <laughs> the Angry Texan is my one seed for sauces out at uh, Monk's Barbecue. Absolutely delicious. Uh, I use it on the pulled pork. Um, a couple other things I think that I've had out there. They have a delicious smoked turkey, by the way. I, I can't. I don't feel like I don't mention that enough. Uh, turkey generally is very dry. Um, theirs is tremendous. And if you are looking to, you know, watch what you eat a little bit, it's a good option for you as well. But yeah, Angry Texan is my one seat as far as sauces go. Where are you at with sauce tour and barbecue? You Kansas City guy? Do you like the dry rub? You like a nice vinegar-based Carolina sauce? Where are you at? For ribs, I'm a dry rub guy. Okay. For pulled pork, uh, I'm a Carolina vinegar style guy. It's the way to go. All all in on that. Love that. Uh, and for monks, uh, this past hoot nanny, a Dick Smokehand and Chad both got to see me. Uh, I guess wolf down a, a a piece of chicken with the uh, the white sauce that. Monks yeah. Had. Well, I mean, it I, was you, fantastic. You had a plate that I actually saw the plate moving towards me from the back of the room because it was piled <laughs> so high. Because uh, again, Spider Clamp, big uh, big verbal nod to Spider Clamp, uh, bought us a boss hog for the hoot nanny. And uh, it got eviscerated. I mean, it just got destroyed. And uh, Tor was, uh, he was he was doing his stack em high impression, only it was with delicious <laughs> cured meats. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people love that Alabama white sauce. I just, yeah. I just, it's it's not for me. All right. Ooh, let's head out to the great state of Texas. Hey, Chad, this is Lee Hunt in Fort Worth, Texas. I'm really looking forward to hearing your new music show. Thank you. And uh, I hope that it will include music that you hate just as much as it does music you love and an initial topic that i'd love to hear is why you hate the eagles i've heard you mention it multiple times yeah. and i think they're probably the greatest american rock band Oof. if not top three with beach boys and aerosmith so uh with with your love of rock and your love of southern rock uh, it sounds like uh something you'd be into let me hear your thoughts Take care, buddy. Love the new show. Thank you, uh, Lee. And, of course, uh, the music show you're referring to is Chambridge in Maine. It is available to subscribers right now on ChadDukeShow.com. Just more bonus content for those of you that are smart and savvy and good-looking enough to subscribe to this show. Um, well, first of all, Don Henley is the absolute worst. Uh, <laughs> he's, just the, he's just the pits. I'm a Joe Walsh guy. Uh, the Eagles are the safest, most benign, radio-friendly. I'm not saying there's not songs the Eagles have that are decent representations of kind of country rock. I understand that. And I understand their longevity and having crossover, like Peaceful, Easy Feeling, Desperado, all these songs. God f fucking God bless Hotel California. You, you can't swing a dead cat at a classic rock station and not hit one of these songs. And that is admirable. It's, it's shit. It's, it's <laughs> like, it's like going to eat at Perkins. You know, it's like going to eat at Stuckey's. Just because there's a thousand of those on the side of the highway across this country doesn't mean it's where I want to stop and invest $25 in an hour of my life for a meal. Um, they're despicable. And, uh, I, you know, to say they're the greatest, they're American and they have a bunch of hits. I'll give you that. There's a big long list of Americans that have a bunch of hits that I don't think you're putting on any greatest rock and roll band list of all time. So I don't think that holds up. Um, you know, and, th and then Aerosmith, people always want to bring up like, uh, I don't want to miss a thing or some of their, you know, crazy or some of these other massive radio hits they had later in their career. They're one of the hardest rocking bands. Go back and listen to their first three or four albums they're just they have a a, wet, a breadth and a width that I don't think the Eagles do. Um, I don't know. I spent some time, I think, on the radio trying to come up with who we thought was the greatest American rock and roll band. And it's a difficult thing to do. Like, I think Creedence Clearwater Revival. Well, there, there's your answer right there. Creedence is 10 times the band that fucking the Eagles are. 10 times the band the Eagles are. Um, yeah. I, but look, I get it, dude. They have a humongous fan base and a lot of people 
think they're influential to a lot of the bands that I like now. I just, oh, it just seems so safe and so low key and just, I, I, I don't want to listen to them ever again, if that's possible. Where are you on the Eagles tour? Are you were, well, you probably think of them as the football franchise, not so much the, uh, the country rock group. I actually, uh, I mean, whatever. I'll listen. I'll li- if they if they come on, I'm not going to be upset. Okay. But I am in your exact same camp where I believe that CCR is the greatest American rock band of all time. I cannot get enough of them. I think Bob Seger might be in that conversation. Um, Metallica definitely is in that conversation. I mean, you're getting a little harder when you get towards that. Mm-hmm. It's difficult. I I don't know. Like, I, there's so many different genres. Skinner, I think, should probably be in that conversation. But there's so many different genres. It's tough. I think people would put like Elton John and Billy Joel in there, but then you're getting way towards adult contemporary for me and out of that rock genre. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's definitely something that's been debated forever, and it's something that we can continue to debate, but uh, I just don't like the cut of their jib. Now, I see two from Brandon and King George on here, Tor. Was that intentional? Yes. All right. We're going to go two for Tuesday here with, with I call them B and KG. That's what yeah. I call them. Yeah, this is Brandon and King George. Drink a choice tonight, Four Roses. Number one, this is Thursday, February 4th. I'm calling that Tampa Bay is going to win the Super Bowl. I had a couple questions for you. John Wayne or Clint Eastwood? Also wanted to let you guys know, down in Southern Maryland, we used to have a power hour just to wake up for work every fucking morning. So, Tor, fucking bring it. Oh, so he's challenging you to the power hour. Is that what it is? I guess so. <laughs> well, you already have a dance partner, though. Enoch is going to come in here, and you guys are going to – by the way, that's going to be – uh, quick update, no hoot nanny this Friday because I'm going to be driving down to the Outer Banks on Friday. Um, but there will be a Chad Duke show Friday night hoot nanny next Friday. And Tor, if you're amenable and Enoch's amenable, that's when I think we do the power hour between you guys. Is that cool? Yep. Excellent. Um, you know, Brandon, maybe we can put you on the list, but I think if Enoch smashes Tor, then I don't know how much of a value there is in Tor continuing whoa, to embarrass whoa, 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 whoa. I'm just saying if, brother, if. <laughs> oh, you're already fading me. I don't want to continue the embarrassment of this show's brand by backing a, a champion and, and you that can't beat another man in a power hour, that's for fine. God's sakes. No, that's fair. All right, well, we'll see, though. Would you be willing to take on Brandon if you dispatch Enoch? Sure. Have you lies the crown, brother? I mean, whatever. He's talking about, I mean, all I hear is from southern maryland is 10 ounce beers so i mean what you're well, bragging well, about king, all- king george is in virginia though he said southern we you said southern maryland in his call he's okay. talking about yeah in southern maryland we wake up with a power hour fair enough fair enough all right let's um well so he called back in again is that what we're dealing with here yep all right well let's go to, let's let's see how well he fares hi you'll hear it thursdays right well brandon and king george sorry turn your radio down oh i'm sorry chad dukes it's the chad dukes show Friday night, hootin' nanny, Chad Duke Show. Friday night, hootin' nanny, Chad Duke Show. Friday night, hootin' nanny, let's all get fucked up. So the first call, he mentioned he was enjoying some Four Roses. I would imagine that was after the evening had progressed for him. Yeah. Those are sequential, I assume, right? Yes, but we also asked for people to send in their hootin' nanny. That's one of my favorite parts of the week. You think Brandon nailed it? Let's listen. It's pretty close. One of my favorite parts of the week tour is people messaging me, letting me know at what part of the week the song is still stuck in their heads. (laughs) (laughs) When you get it on Tuesday and Wednesday, you're like, oh, good, good. It's ruined your whole weekend. Tremendous. All right, Brandon. Well, that's 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 the fact that the social lubricant is being used before people work up the uh, the beer muscles to call in for the hotline is uh, something that has taken place since the show's inception. So no harm, no foul. A, a nameless entrant on the voicemail. Yeah, I consent to have my message on the show. So I, I am very familiar. Uh, I, I need to elaborate here. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Oh, that is tremendous. I love it when people just bomb out. Oh, that's great. Sir, it's going to be all right. You call back in any time. I just don't want them to lose the gumption to try again, Tor. Oh, uh, he didn't. 
Oh, he did not try again? We got another two for Tuesday. Oh, for God's sakes. This is the same dude? Yeah, he needed it. He gave himself a second shot here. I'm seeing the topicality here. Maybe he's just all worked up into a lather. You know what I mean? Maybe he's just dealing with a mean hard-on, and that's why he had so much difficulty conveying his point. Last episode I was listening, and uh, and Chad asked Torn about his cock, about how big his cock is. And I I can tell you as a man who is showered with Torn multiple times a week, six days a week, I, I've, I've shown with Tor a lot. I've seen his cock multiple times. And he was very coy about it, which frustrated me. You know, coy about saying that it fits his body. I, I'm going to be honest. For a man who is 6'6", six, six, I don't think it fits his body one bit. For a six foot six, 300-pounder, you should be expecting a giant cock. And I don't think Tor fits that, that, that bill. Now, he's got nothing to be afraid of, but... He shouldn't be saying that it fits his body. If you're six six, you should have a ten inch cock. And I know for oh a fact that he Oh my god! <laughs> Clearly, your personal life is getting involved on the voicemail on the Branco Solutions voicemail. Tor, you showered with this man, and he's claiming that your cock doesn't fit your body. Yeah, I got a pretty good idea of, of who that was, um, and when I have uh, showered with him, and it sounds like he had. Um, is this after coitus? No, 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 no. This might have been a uh, a teammate at one point. Is this after scissoring? <laughs> no, no, no. But it it sounded like he might have had some Jameson. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. And but I, that has nothing to do with how big he thinks your phallus is. No, no. But uh, you know, when he when he starts drinking, you know, he gets he feels like he can call in, take some shots. That's right. Leave a jellyfish on your back. I get it. Yeah, but I remember the last time that this certain individual drank Jameson. He invited a girl to a party at his house. What's wrong with that? He got upset because that girl brought two guys with her. Oh. And then he got super bummed out and punched a hole in his door and in his TV and then took a chair to the lake (laughs) and sat there looking at the moon for three hours instead of getting any like I was. (laughs) So you could talk about my cock size, but at least I got some balls. Wait a minute. There's a lot there, Tor. There's a lot of misplaced anger. What about the two dudes that came back with the chick? She brought. They were talking, you know. They were they were talking to each other, and uh, he said, "You know, I'm gonna have a party. I'm gonna really try to, you know, show that this girl, you know, I'm party fun." She brings two dudes to the party. To well, the how's house. he gonna get laid then if she's bringing two dudes with her? He's not an alpha. Oh, so you're an alpha. You think that I would if I'm inviting a girl and and. She comes in with two dudes. She's staying for any more than a minute. Oh, so you would have had asked everyone to leave. Yes. So, you, But you're claiming that at the same time this is happening, you were fucking? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that night I got some. All right. Which one of those? Which of the two? Did you... <laughs> it was that one. The, no, no. It wasn't? <laughs> no. I'm just running the numbers. It seems more likely than the one girl, you know? All right. Was this the same house that all this was going on? Yeah. So he's punching holes in the wall on the TV and, and you're having you're having sex? Yeah. Okay. I think I might have been on campus having sex that night. Okay, so you weren't even. So how do you know all this happened if you were on campus having sex? Your story's falling apart right in front of you. Because I left and then I came back and I saw a hole in the door and I'm looking for the kid. He's saying your cock doesn't fit your body. What does this have to do with that? It seems like a lot of misinformation. You're deflecting quite a bit. If he thinks my cock doesn't fit my body, that's what he thinks. Hold up that pen. Flaccid? Is it more or less than that? Less. Okay, then it doesn't fit your body. Oh, this this needs to be flaccid to fit my body. Yes. Oh well, it doesn't fit my You're body. You're 100 feet tall, dude. That's what this guy's claiming. You got a needle dick. Well, I guess I do. Some point you're gonna have to take it out on the hoot nanny so we can take a look. <laughs> no, not that kid. Some point it's gonna have to happen, Tor. We're gonna need we're gonna need some closure to this controversy. My God, how does it always come back to your penis? All right, uh, let's see here. Uh, Brian, oh, Boise, Idaho. Listen, we've got listeners all over this fine country of ours. I told you, only contiguous United States, though. We don't have any Hawaii listeners, Alaska listeners, Guam, or Puerto Rico. Only contiguous. Hey, Dukes, this is Brian from Boise, Idaho. I just wanted to say that I share your thoughts on taking dumps in public. Um, when I take dumps in public, and it's a lot, uh, as soon as someone comes in the stall, I get quiet like a, like a church mouse. Love the show. What? I think he just called to brag that he takes dumps in public a lot. <laughs> Sir, you missed the entire crux of what I said. You should do everything you can to avoid taking dumps in public. You should do everything you can to have a private one-seater. That's where you need to do your dumping. Now, 
if you're a big swinging dick, you got that at work, you got a private bathroom like Howard Stern, cool. Even if you work in a place where you can actually close off the bathroom to everyone else and you're not infecting them with your stank, I'm even okay with that. But you're 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 going against the prime directive here, and that is trying to eliminate the amount of dumping doing in public. And then if you have to, God forbid you're ill, you still need to be considerate of other people. So if someone comes walking in while you're dumping, you don't hurry to clean up so that you can kick that door open and meet them at the sink, which is what happened to me in this building. While I was trying to head up to the fortress of solid dudes. And by the way, I was just going number one. What you going to do? Number one, number two. <clears throat> so I don't know if we're on the same page, Brian, but uh, Boise, Idaho seems like a fun. I'm a fan of the Smurf turf. I remember that game against Oklahoma. They ran the Statue of Liberty. It was very exciting. All right. Um... Very good voicemails. Very good voicemails. I, your, your personal life really is influencing the trajectory of this show, though, Tor. I mean, I think you got a, you, you got some people that are looking to do you wrong out there. Yeah, I, I wanted to be, you know, I said, hey, here's this podcast that I liked uh, when uh, Big Home Dukes was happening. Yeah, yeah. I guess, uh, we made him a P1, and now he's all up on it. And now he is, and he's all up on describing your uh, phallicize to all of us, which is uh, too much information. It's okay when I bring it up. I feel violated when others do. <laughs> Uh, thank you to, and apologies to Branco Solutions for uh, sponsoring the hotline. Uh, I had no idea that would be the topicality that came up. Make sure you sign up for the Chad Duke Show mailing list on chaddukeshow.com. Be the first to know what's happening on the program and maybe even win a prize or two. We promise we won't fill up your inbox with tasteful nudes. Well, we promise we'll truly make an effort not to. Goat is a, you watch, and help me out here, you have watched competitive street fighter leagues for many years. Is that an accurate assessment? Um, I've been watching uh, street fighter and other fighting games for, for quite some time. I uh, want to say fights? over a decade. Okay, so you've seen, you have kind of were there on the ground floor before this explosion has happened where this stuff has become very mainstream i was in before it became such a big deal right. um but i would say i was probably in on the middle floor okay i have friends who have been in the competitive fighting game scene for 20 plus years at this point and when you say they're in it do you mean they're partaking in it or just i have following it yeah i've had friends who competed for quite some time uh who have now sort of become I guess old guard, more spectators okay. slash dabblers. Game is passed them by on a the senior bit. circuit. I guess you would say, kind of like mixed martial arts. You know, before I used to be able to just kickbox or just wrestle or just do jujitsu and you can win some fights, but now there's kids that can do all three and they've been doing all three. There's a little bit of that, yeah. And also, we all, we all have jobs now, so I understand. jobs, families, mortgages, the time just melts away. It does. Um, how different would you say the popularity of that activity is now as opposed to when you started consuming it 10 years ago it's it's astronomical the only place i used to be able to watch it was on the stream put on by the event through maybe a one third party person and now there are entire websites dedicated oh, to 24-7 sure. streaming there are well, league legends shows up on espn too there are know? production companies yeah. that actually are dedicated to putting on tournaments to putting on other gaming events that that's their entire business is going to events and making sure their streaming works and putting on the production in-house as well as uh, online do you think it can ever be um i have people always say it can get as big as the ufc or the nhl or some of these other things where you're like okay it's not the nfl it's not major league baseball but it's on television every night they got cable deals they got thousands of thousands of fans they can fill buildings and local markets do you ever see watching people playing video games that, or do you think it's always something that's inherently just going to have its own niche of people that can find it on the World Wide Web? If you'd asked me 10 years ago, I'd said, there's no chance this is going to be where it is today. Right. So I don't know that I could totally discount the potential of it becoming a regularly scheduled, maybe not televised, because who knows where television goes in the future, but a regularly scheduled program that people sit down and tune in for on a regular basis. Um, I think it's going to be held back by the fact that the games themselves seem to evolve and change and fall in and out of favor mm. on such a regular basis. You've got big games that last for a long time. Uh, League of Legends, the the team-based tower defense games, they seem to be around for quite some time. But fighting games come and go, at least as far as being on the vanguard of popularity. The sure. latest edition of Street Fighter, the latest edition of Mortal Kombat, those have a big boost for a while, and then they sort of 
kind of maybe fade in as a new sequel comes out or a new game comes out to take its place. Where football has been football. It's on the present. They've tweaked the rules. They've changed the game. It's evolved, but it's still basically the same sport that it's been the entire time it's been televised. So I don't know that it can ever reach quite that level, but I don't think its popularity has peaked at this point. Football's different too, though, Goat, because I know what we do in this country is we focus on what 17-year-old girls are into. Uh, If you listen to the music that's played inside of Applebee's or what uh, television advertisers go for, for whatever reason, we've moved away from 25 to 54, being the people that have the money and the jobs, and we everyone programs now for kids. And maybe that's smart, maybe it's not. I don't know. I, I don't have that information. But football, I feel like if you're 16, you can watch. And if you're my dad's age, yeah. in your 70s, you can sit down and appreciate football. You're never getting anybody, I don't think, older than you or I, that's going to be able to figure it out watching video games. And maybe you don't need to. Maybe you're the next generation is going to be so ingrained and, and, and video games will be so mainstream, you don't even need to worry about that. But the way that I started to appreciate it was I started watching games that I have attempted to play. Mm-hmm. And you just if you have a semblance of what the skill takes to pull the shit off, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like watching tennis, I've never played tennis a day in my life, so I'm not impressed by anything they do. Okay. Um, It's not entertaining to me because the feats of strength or whatever you would characterize them at, it don't mean nothing to me because I don't have any perspective. When I'm watching Mortal Kombat, I know what it's like to try to play Mortal Kombat uh, well, and you see what these guys are able to pull off. You're like, holy shit. Like now I see it. I see the skill level, the gap. And then then this becomes entertaining because this guy's so much better at this thing than whatever I could do. I, I don't know that you need that with football or even baseball. Like I know a lot of people that haven't played any of those sports and they still enjoy watching them. I think that's one thing that kind of holds watching gaming back in a certain way. Yeah, I know the topic of FIFA has come up uh, as far as the video game that oh, got sure. a lot of people to pay attention to soccer in a different way than they used to. I think... NHL hockey on the Genesis had something to do, uh, had a similar effect on some of my friends. They had never watched hockey before, but they played NHL 92, NHL 93 on the old Sega Genesis. Sure. And NHL PA hockey was my go-to on the Super Nintendo. Suddenly, they're sitting there, oh, maybe I'll check out this sport now that I have an idea of what's going on. It's almost like a tutorial for what's happening. So that was like an entree into the sport that they would have never watched otherwise. Is that how you got into it? Uh, no, actually. Be honest. Into hockey? Yes. No. I actually watched hockey before Sega Genesis was even a thing. I, how old are you, Coach? Uh, I'm <laughs> <laughs> older than I care to admit at this exact juncture. Uh, th- there's a story. I'll never forget. I was at my friend Steve's house, and he got Tech Mobile. He got Tech Mobile the week it came out. And we played it for... I think eight straight hours, and then I believe that. Yeah, we all freaked out, and we had to go play tackle football out at the local <laughs> park because we just were we got indoctrinated in that eight hours. Then we started making plans like we want to watch the NFL this week, and we've got to watch the NFL. And I was a football fan before that, but yeah. I, that game definitely had that impact. It, it is latched weird. onto something in your synapse. Sure, yeah. sure. Now after my eight hour tech mobile session, when my friend got it, we had another eight hour tech mobile session. Oh, we never you. were. We were never. In, uh, compelled to go outside. I remember it was autumn. I remember it was like the perfect storm. Well, that where is perfect. We yeah. started playing at like nine o'clock in the morning, and then right around four o'clock, like we gotta, we gotta go fuck out, beat the shit out of each other outside. <laughs> like we were just so ginned up. Tor, you're twelve. Is there anything? Because like Tor's like, man, I remember when Madden two thousand nine came out, and I was a zygote. <laughs> like, is there anything relatable to what we're talking about? Like an experience you had playing a game where it kind of pushed you in a direction or something else? It's happened for. Uh, for me with many games i mean i i don't know my dad played college football so that led me to football itself sure and all that so sports and games really has not led it to me but for an appreciation of of games and streamers and stuff like that i remember black ops 3 uh we played that play that like crazy i mean like mad and then we would watch optic gaming we would watch scumpy we would watch karma we watch all of them i don't know what the fuck you're talking about it, i just it, assume it, he's referring to streamers uh, yeah, yeah. why was he pointing at his genitals when he no, said all that <laughs> I was just gonna let we that watch go. watch Scummy. We watch Optics. He's <laughs> thrusting his hips. Well, Optic Gaming is a, it's a, a Call of Duty team. Okay. So they, they compete and they do that, and then that kind of leads you down the rabbit hole. Where I'm then watching uh, Lil Majin do insane uh, 21 combos on Tekken with King. Can you finish uh, watching the movie Seven if you're gonna drop Lil Majin on this show? <laughs> I mean, I, read the room for God's sake. He's a professional gamer. He won't watch one episode of WandaVision, but him and little he's running batches of Lil Majin when he gets home. 
Well, there are seven troubling. stars on the Dragon Ball, right? So that's where little Majin's name would come oh, from. I, you, so guys are, uh, you guys are taking yeah. a hard left here. This is a hard, right off the uh, the bridge into the icy briny deep. Well, but oh so God. I guess that brings up something for me, being able to watch certain video games. Yeah. I can't watch first-person shooters. Now, I and, find it almost epilepsy-inducing. Uh, and, and I just I can't really get... A, a grasp on what's happening on the screen in front of me. I can't really play first-person shooters all that well, especially if it's a fast-paced team, you know, PvP sort of situation. Uh, I can do Borderlands. I can do the exploration and self, like, solo action game experience. But I can't do the everything is happening at once and there are 48 people you know, playing with me online, yelling commands. I just, I've never been able to handle that. I know exactly what you're talking about. People have told me over and over again, you should check out Overwatch. And then I, I see people post Overwatch videos and like, this is the sickest kill I've ever seen. And I don't even know what's happening. And I'm sometimes I'm like, well, maybe you're just getting old, stupid. I'm like, well, I've played shooters in my whole life. Like I played Perfect Dark, you know, I, I've, I've played first person shooters for decades. Like I know how they work. I know how they operate. And I have no fucking idea how to digest what I'm watching on the screen sometimes with those. Maybe that's an age thing. Maybe it's a genre, though, Goat. I mean, people like horror movies. People like comedy mm -hmm. movies. And like people like, oh, you like video games. Well, there's such a huge uh, breadth and it's a depth massive. and a width. Yeah. Yeah, to video games. And maybe there's not every genre you're going to subscribe to. Yeah, and I've just, I've always gotten a little bit of motion sickness. Even going back to the, the old Wolfenstein 3D. Right. Back when it was still shareware. Back, that's another drop of the age problem that i have right now sure um, but the the motion sickness i've gotten you know headaches from first person games that when they get too crazy so for me watching that on a stream watching someone else play it it just blows my mind and i don't know what's going on now with a fighting game it's two characters generally on the screen there's a bar i can see them attacking each other it's almost and i'm not going to say it's exactly like but it's almost like watching a combat sport sure it's one character versus another character and they're just trying to wail on each other until one of them's knocked out. So that I can wrap my brain around right. more easily than these other games. I think also it's one of the reasons why I'm such a mixed martial arts fan, I never have been a boxing fan, is that it's the duality between the simplicity and the complexity. It's what you're talking mm -hmm. about. Um, it is rather binary, but the, the one part about it is cage closes, two guys are in the cage, one of them's walking out, there's something in the lizard brain that you just kind of identify with that. But also in mixed martial arts, it's the complexity. It's like understanding when guard is passed or like I attempted this takedown and it's squash and I sprawl and then we go we get you up against the cage and we do the judo flip. It's like, wow, it's like, you know, it's a simple concept, but there's this enormous, when you start understanding the sport, complexity that goes along with it. And I feel like especially with, Jesus Christ, Mortal Kombat 11, it, it just there's so much going on and there's just so much that you could just sit there and bang the buttons if you want. And I'm sure you'll have a good time. But if you know it's like, all right, I need to emphasize this move and it'll start this pop up and then I can finish this combo. And if, if you attempt any of that crap just at home on medium and then you see these guys doing it to each other, you know, you can there's just different levels of appreciation, I think, especially in the format you're talking about where it's just two combatants entering a ring. Yeah, there is a lot of time spent in training mode for uh, especially for the highest level players. Right. There's a lot of time just playing against a dummy, just just to practice this one move. Execution becomes the biggest thing ever. I've seen people pull off things that I have never been able to do against a live opponent in a giant tournament setting at the Mandalay Bay Event Center with thousands of people in attendance. You've like traveled to Vegas yeah. to see this stuff, right? Yeah, I've gone out to, uh, to Evo for... I used to watch the Evo stream, uh, which is... Their tagline is the largest and most prestigious fighting game tournament in the world. And they've kind of been... Is it just Street Fighter? Or uh, is it no, it's actually a sort of... They hate it when I... They hate the word convention, but it's kind of a fighting game convention. There's a it's, connotation that goes along with... There is, and that's and one of the reasons they hate it. So it's it's a giant tournament, and it welcomes usually between seven and nine main games every year. And there's all kinds of side tournaments and other ones on secondary streams at the event. So basically, if there's a fighting game that's been released ever, you're likely to find a group of people at Evo running a tournament. Do they do time killers? 
I'm sure somebody's brought a time killer machine in there at some point. <laughs> that Just is an over-the-top game. Hit all five buttons and kill your guy right immediately. I, I love that. He caught Chavez's head right off. I used to pump some quarters into that at timeout, Jack. Is it Dark Stalkers? What was the one with all yeah. the other uh, vampires? Dark and Stalkers with all the old machines. Uh, but actually, it had the controls. It had the same interface as Street Fighter, right? Yeah, I recall that. Just the uh, stick and six buttons. It was, was that uh, Capcom? Yep. That was also a Capcom game. That was a fun game. Yeah, I, I actually just played that a few weeks ago Did you really? at my buddy's house. He's got the uh, arcade board. I, uh, I the sat there. Machine. I yeah. tried to put some. I used to wreck shit with Killer Instinct. I tried to put some time in with that recently, and it, it didn't go well. And then also having these arcade one-up machines in the studio, uh, playing with an arcade stick is just such a more advanced skill than playing with a little controller as well. Like the people that do that, it's it's very impressive to me. So it's funny because I am a member of like there's almost a generational divide there as well. Arcade sticks are very almost seen mildly old school. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole generation of some of the best players now use the PlayStation pad. They just have, I, I've never been able to do it where I can't remember that this finger is the only way I have to use it keyboard style. And it's weird um, how much trouble you would have with that with how intensely into the whole scene you seem to be. I, I have an arcade stick. Okay. So I can't do it with the pad controller, but I can play better with an arcade stick. All right. And then there's actually, in the ultra depth of nerdery, there's the hitbox. Which oh, is, I'm very familiar. Yeah, which is all key, all keys at this point. And I look at that and I go, wait, I don't know that I'll ever be able to do that. No, I can't. The, the CPU people, are yep. they're just cut from a different cloth. The Chad Duke Show merchandise store is up and running. So click the shop tab on chaddukeshow.com for show t-shirts and koozies. Oh, boy. Thank you to Loud Goats. Thank you to everybody that uh, came on the show this week. John Kincaid swung on by. We had a bunch of uh, guest cameos. A lot of fun. Good week of shows. And, again, great week for you to sign up next week. We are packed. Uh, go to ChadDukeShow.com. A bunch of surprises for you. Got a new shirt. Going to be going up on the website today. Check that out. A lot of people were bummed out. They couldn't swing by Commonwealth Dry Goods and pick up the locals only Chad Duke Show shirts. So we have uh, we have something for you guys if you want to go to ChadDukeShow.com and click the uh, the drop down tab. Everything courtesy Monk's Barbecue. Absolutely delicious. Guys, if you listen to this on Friday, you listen to this on Saturday, wherever, make the drive. We've got listeners in West Virginia that make the drive, listeners in Pennsylvania that have made the drive, Maryland, North Cackalack. Head out to Percival. Check out Monk's Barbecue. Best barbecue in Virginia, not even close. Best selection of bourbon. If you like me, you like the brown juice, he's got it all. He's got the Angel's Envy. He's got the Pappy Van Winkle. He's got the Blantons. He's got Rabbit Hole. Any type of uh, a bourbon you're looking for, the gentleman has it. Craft beers, uh, the, the tipped cow creamery, best ice cream I've ever had. Uh, go to MonksQ.com or at MonksBBQ on social media. Definitely worth checking them out. They are the founder of the feast. Uh, one last plug, if you don't mind. I'm going to start uh, streaming, gaming streaming this upcoming week and uh, you can catch me if you want to hang out shoot the chit uh, i'm going to be pulling out spines as sub-zero and filling zombies full of holes things like that playing a little ghost of shishima most likely as well go to uh, chad duke show gaming on facebook so there you go chad duke show gaming that should occupy your time or just cranking out the content over here on this program and it's been an enormous amount of fun thank you to all of you that have already signed up tour thank you buddy great week of shows i'll look forward to seeing you on 252 north kakalaki time the next time we bump heads i am uh, i'm very excited about that about the trip we do a lot of drinking down there young man it sounds like that's something you can handle but uh, if we can cut down on the shitting if, if that's possible i might uh, need to drop you off at a harris teeter or something all right yeah, no promises <laughs> very good uh thank you to all you leave a five-star review for this particular free episode as well if you don't mind wherever you purvey your podcast find your podcast and if the good lord is willing and the creeks don't rise. We will see you at 2 p.m. on Monday for a brand new episode of the Chad Duke Show. Roll out the trash cans.